This is Monday Motivation, episode number 300. Woohoo! Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? If you want to listen to my episodes one day earlier than they are released anywhere else, you have to download the app Himalaya and follow my show. Himalaya is free, super easy to use, and has every podcast you can think of. I love that you can leave comments under each episode and even create episode playlists. Make sure you check it out today. just wanted to slide on in here and talk to you about self-love. This is something that I really struggled with in my teens and in my early 20s. I didn't really know what self-love was. I didn't really know how to get it or anything like that. It wasn't until I had my big awakening in 2010 when literally my whole world flipped upside down And I ended up in hospital and I realized that the way I had been treating myself was the complete opposite to self-love. And in that moment, I created this thing called the self-love menu. And it's basically a menu of 10 things that I absolutely love that make me feel so full. Things like watching a sunrise or a sunset or sitting on the beach and then going for a swim in the ocean or reading a book with a beautiful, delicious, organic herbal tea or having an Epsom salt bath with essential oils. Little things like that that don't involve anyone else that just really fill me up. And so I created this self-love menu and it's really beautifully designed and I filled it out and I stuck it on my fridge and every day I did one thing from that list. And that is how I built my self-love. So I have created this self-love menu for you to do the same thing. It's totally free and I want to gift it to you because I think it's so important. It is so important to really build that self-love. So all you have to do is go to melissarambrosini.com forward slash self-love menu. That is it. And you can get your self-love menu for free. It's so beautiful. You can fill it out and stick it on your fridge. And I can't wait to see yours. So once you've done it, tag me on Instagram because I would love to see it. It's such an important thing that we all do is really build our self-love. So I can't wait to see what's on your self-love menu. Hi, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here, and I hope you are healthy and happy and taking good care of yourself during this time. 
I'm so pumped to share today's Monday motivation with you because I have been getting lots of questions about how do I write a book because I've been sharing on Instagram stories a lot lately. I'm writing two books this year. So one is an Audible original, which I'm so excited about. I cannot wait to share this with you guys. It's all about purpose. I can't tell you the title just yet, but I will very, very soon. And then the other is a print book, which won't be out until next year. So the Audible original will be out in September of 2020, which is so exciting. And then the print book will be out the following year. So 2021, which I'm just pumped to share these two books with you. And I've been getting lots of questions on Instagram. How do I write a book? And with everyone at home at the moment due to the coronavirus, Lots of people are wanting to sink their teeth into writing their first book or maybe writing their next book. And they're sitting there and they feel paralyzed by fear. And they're like, Melissa, where do I start? So I want to share with you how to write a book. I'm going to share that all with you today. How you can write the book that you have been dreaming of writing. So you may want to grab a pen and paper. If you're driving, that's not possible. But I'm going to share everything on how I have written my books. So right now I have Mastering Your Mingle and Open Wide out and they are both bestsellers and they were both a dream to write and a dream to birth into the world. And I'm so proud of them. I love all the information in there. I poured everything into those books and anyone who has written a book will know that you literally pour everything into a book. You give your whole heart and soul. And so when it finally is burst into the world, it's such an exciting time. So I'm going to share with you how I do it, how I have written both of my books. The first thing, guys, get ready for this. The first thing you need to do is touch your work every day. Touch your work every day. That is the only way a book is going to get written. No one is going to write the book for you. Well, that's not entirely true. You can get ghostwriters and you can do those, you know, you can get copywriters and ghostwriters and all those sorts of things, but that's not how I write my books. I actually write my books. So you have to touch your work. I have a little post-it note above my computer that says, touch your work every day. So write that down on a post-it note. Touch your work every day and stick that above your computer. This is the only way you're going to get a book written. So what I do, and it's been different for each of my books. So what I did with Mastering Your Mingo was I actually went away for a couple of weeks and secluded myself and kind of locked myself away and wrote that book. I didn't do that with Open Wide because we couldn't at the time. We had Nick's son, so my stepson with us. And so I couldn't. So what I did with that book was I wrote from about 8.30 till 12 o'clock every day. Now with this book, I am writing, which I'm writing right now, the book about purpose for Audible. I am writing for two and a half, three hours every morning. And literally, I do not get up until that two and a half or three hours is over. To be honest, it goes so fast. It's like a lightning flash and then the two and a half or three hours is gone. It's just crazy. And the only reason why I can't sit and write all day is because I have other things to do. I have a husband. I have 
my stepson. I have my podcast. I have all my online programs. I have my mentoring. I have social media. I have emails. I have all of these other things that I'm doing. I have speaking gigs and all sorts of things that I need to work on. So I can't completely just dive straight into my writing first thing in the morning and then do it all day. And to be honest, for me, that doesn't really work. I tend to get a little bit fatigued and I don't love sitting in front of my computer for that many hours. But if that works for you, do it. But what I do want you to do is just touch your work every day, even if it's half an hour or 45 minutes, whatever you can allocate, whatever time you can allocate to your book writing, do that. Just allocate some time every single day, not just Mondays and Wednesdays, every day. And some days, depending how many children you have, you might only get in half an hour, but that's better than nothing. Truly, when they're sleeping, when they are playing, when they're doing their schoolwork or whatever it is, just allocate yourself some time each and every single day. So what I have been doing for this book right now is I've been sitting down at 7.30. I usually wake up quite early. And I've been sitting down at 7.30 and not getting up until my two and a half or three hours, however long I can allocate that day, and just sitting down and doing it. And obviously, when we don't have my stepson here, we have him 50% of the time. When we don't have him here, it's a lot easier. I don't have to make his breakfast. I don't have to do things. So I can just get straight into my work. But when he is here, there is a few more things I have to do. It's a lot easier to get distracted. But you've just got to be diligent and sit down and touch your work every single day. Something that really works for me is I always wear noise-canceling headphones when I'm working. And I have a rule with my husband and Leo that whenever I have those headphones on, that means do not interrupt me. That means I'm working, I'm focused because my husband and I share an office. And so if I didn't have these headphones on, he would, it's very easy for him to just turn to me and say, hey, babe, what do you think of this? Or, hey, babe, what are we having for dinner? Or anything like that. But having headphones on, and he does the same. So whenever he has headphones on, I do not interrupt him. If there's something that I need to talk to him about, I'll either put a note in my things or I'll vox him, which is a voice message. I'll vox him. And so we can get to it later because you don't want people to be continuously pulling you out of your flow state. So when you are writing a book, or in Nick's case, writing music, the last thing he needs or I need is for someone to keep pulling me out of the flow, keep pulling me out of my flow state. So grab yourself some headphones, pop them on, and this tells anyone in your home that you are working, you are writing, and please don't interrupt me. If you can, create a little space in your home. If you have an office, awesome. If you don't, create a little space. Maybe it's the corner of a bedroom or you know your balcony or somewhere in your house. Just create a little space where you can sit and you can work and focus and that is your work time. So create a space, wear the headphones and touch your work every single day. Another thing that I do is I put writing, like I put writing time in my digital calendar. So I just use a digital calendar that is on my Mac and is on my phone and it syncs to my phone and my computer. And 
my husband can see my calendar. My team can see my calendar. Everyone can see my calendar. It's, it's great. So they can put things in there. They know when I'm writing. They know when I am podcasting. They know when I have meetings, etc. So put it in your calendar. Put writing and put the title of your book, put that in your calendar as a repeating task every single day. Make it a pretty color if you want, put some love hearts, whatever you need to do to really inspire you to sit down and treat it like a serious meeting. Treat it like a serious meeting with your boss or with someone that is very important to you, treat it like a serious meeting because it is. It is a serious meeting because the world needs you and your wisdom. The world needs you and your wisdom and your words and your work. And so by you holding back and not writing the book that you want to write, you are doing a disservice to the world and humanity. So please put it in your calendar and show up every single day and know that depending on your circumstances, how many kids you have and what you've got in your life, maybe you can only allocate 30 minutes. That is better than nothing. Maybe you can do four hours. And whatever you can do is perfect for you. Remember that we're all in different seasons of our life. And so some people will have more time depending on the season that they're in. And other people will have less time depending on the season that they're in. So be kind and gentle with yourself and just make sure that you are putting that in your calendar and that you are committing to it like you would commit to an important meeting with your boss and you show up every single day. You know, one thing Nick always says to me is, I'm just so inspired by your determination, by your discipline. You know, I am up here at 7.30, our office is upstairs, that's why I'm saying up here. I am up here at 7.30. I sit my butt down and I write and I put on my headphones and I write. And that discipline is what allows me to be prolific in my work. So take the time today to put it in your calendar, share with your partner or your kids, or maybe you're single and you live alone and you have this time. This is your time to do it. So touch your work every day, put it in your calendar, grab your headphones, pop them on and show up every single day. That is how you write a book. That is how it gets done. Then in terms of getting it published, now there's two options that you guys know. There is self-publishing and also publishing with any of the amazing book publishers out there. So you can write a book proposal and there's so many online tutorials or templates for book proposals. So you can check those out. You write an amazing proposal. You can send that to the publishers or to a literary agent. And what the literary agent does is shops your proposal to publishers. Okay. So that is something else that you can do. Or you don't have to get a literary agent. You can go straight to the publishers and send them your proposal. It's also really great if you have a personal connection or a contact with a publisher. It's also a great way to form a relationship and build that connection and confidence in you and your work. So make sure your proposal is a killer proposal. You want it to be so good that the publisher is like, wow, 
I have to read this book and I have to publish this book. So make sure your proposal is just incredible and decide whether you want to self-publish or whether you want to publish with one of the big publishing houses. This is definitely a personal choice and you need to feel what feels right for you. There are pros for both. There are cons for both. So you just need to feel into what feels really good for you. Some of my best friends who are super successful have self-published and others are with the biggest publishing houses in the world. So it's really up to you. It truly is a personal thing and it's got to feel good to you. That's the most important thing is it has to feel good to you, okay? So once you have submitted your proposal to publishers, I just wanted to actually tell you guys that I posted on Instagram yesterday about a video about rejection. And I shared in there that Mastering Your Mean Girl, my first book, was rejected by 30 publishers. So don't be disheartened if you get a no. Don't be disheartened. I think it was JK Rowling. She had so many rejections for the Harry Potter series. And now look at her. Wow. Just amazing. So don't be disheartened if you get a no from some publishers. It's not the end of the world. And it's all perfect because they weren't right for that book. And that's okay. So you need to just know that the universe is supporting you with its no. And it's guiding you to your dream publisher. It's guiding you to the best publisher out there for you. Okay, so don't forget that. Don't forget that. And then one day when your book is birthed into the world, you will be so proud. You will relish and soak up the moment, whether it's self-published or published with a publishing house. It is such a great feeling. And all those days that you sat your butt down and you did the writing just make all the difference. It just is so exciting. All that work that you put in, all of those hours, it just feels so good. And I'm in the middle of it right now and I'm sitting down every single day for my two and a half, three hours and I'm sitting down and I'm even doing this on Saturdays and Sundays because it's about momentum and consistency. For me, it's about momentum and consistency. And I work better not sitting at my computer for 10 hours a day trying to write, but writing first thing in the morning and getting it out when I'm feeling really fresh and inspired and then doing that each day. Another little tip for you guys is try and write first thing in the morning. Try and write first thing in the morning. Put it as one of your MITs, your most important tasks. And do it first thing before you start responding to emails, before you start responding to social media, before you get into reactive mode and start responding to everybody else's agendas. Do something for you first. Touch your work first. For me personally, first thing in the morning, writing is where it's at. If I leave it, I'm like, I'll do it later. I won't. I just won't. I know me. I just won't. I'm like, oh, the beach looks really good today. Oh, the sun is shining. I want to get out there. So 
do it first thing in the morning. I know a lot of authors who get up at four before their kids wake up, before their partners wake up. So they have this still hour to themselves. If that's what you've got to do, then do that. If that feels good for you, then do that. Do what feels true for you. Do what feels good for you. But I find for me personally, I work really well in the mornings. I'm so focused. I just want to dive in. I'm excited. And then toward the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I want to go for a walk. I want to be in nature. I want to recharge. I want to meditate. I want to swim in the ocean. So do what feels right for you, but touch your work every single day. Grab your headphones. Sit down every day. Put it in your calendar. Start first thing in the morning. Allocate the amount of time that feels good for you, depending on the season that you're in in your life. That, my friend, is how you write a book. That is how you write a book. If you have any other questions on how to write a book, come into the MA Tribe private Facebook group and I'm happy to answer them there for you. And come and tell me on Instagram what you thought of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. I can't wait to see your books out there, plural books. I'm hoping you want to share lots of wisdom and insight with everyone because the world needs you. So I hope this was helpful. And I hope this was inspiring to you. Before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you and your future book. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them. Do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.